Worship team, if you can make your way to the altar, please, so we can get prayed up. 
gonna stay up here with me today? Good morning, New Hope Community Church. How is everybody doing this morning? If we can give a shout of praise to our Father this morning, thank you, Jesus, right? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you.
somebody shout, God is good. God is good all the time, and I'm so glad that you guys have gathered. Welcome here to New Hope Community Church. This is a place where lives are changed and miracles happen, amen? Maybe yours could be the next miracle, but um, I believe that something powerful happens when we get together. The Bible says that when any two or more gather in his name, that he is here in our midst. So it's, you know, he's not far off, he's here. He's here amongst us. He's here healing, he's here strengthening. He's here giving supernatural revelation. He's healing the broken heart. He's binding up the wounds. He's strengthening you. He's filling you with supernatural strength, health, and energy. Healing the sick, breaking addiction, breaking curses. That's what our God does, amen? Amen. Let's pray and then we're going to keep in a spirit of worship. Heavenly Father, we come to you in the name which is above every name, the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you that a day is coming where every knee will confess, where every tongue will confess, and every knee will bow to the name of Jesus, Lord. So we lift you up, we magnify you, we love you, we thank you, we praise you, and we glorify you. Have your way in this service. In Jesus' name, amen.
service, Father. Clear our minds and clear our hearts so that we can step into what you have for us, Father. Uh, let us come to the service empty, not with our glasses full, Lord, so that we can receive. Great job, guys. I really appreciate it. As the kids, as the kids kind of make their way out as quietly as possible, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to turn it over to Tim really quick. He just has something that God put on his heart to share. this morning is uh, speaking to my heart saying there's someone in here that's being battered it may not be on the outside it may not be a physical appearance but the Lord's telling me that there's that you're being battered in a way that it's inside, that it's deep down inside. And he's asking you to step forward today, to step out of that situation. Step forward to him. Just surrender, saith the Lord. He's surrounding you. He's encompassing you right now with his arms around you, loving you, holding you, telling you that all you need is him. There's also someone here that's been struggling with a ringing in their right ear for a long period of time. The Lord's saying he's healing that right now. Lay yourself down before him, saith the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Tim. We're going to go ahead and we're going to take today's offering ushers if you want to make your way forward second corinthians chapter 9 verse 6 and 7 burn snuck up on me i didn't know you were here the whole time it says he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully so let each one gives as he purposes in his heart not grudgingly or out of necessity 
for God loves a cheerful giver. Now, Jesus is our example, amen? Right, that, that is our example. And with Jesus, he had it all in heaven, but he came down for us. It says that, that he made himself poor so that we might be rich. He gave everything so that we might be called sons and daughters of the Most High. Did he have to do it? No, he didn't have to do it. Did you twist his arm and make him do it? Nobody, had, nobody could twist his arm to make him do it. He, he purposed in his heart to become a sacrifice for us. And he was determined to bring us back to the Lord. And there was really nothing or no one that could stop him. And as Christ followers today, when we give, we follow in that example. I'm not making you give. You didn't buy tickets for seats. But I do know one thing. If I was selling tickets for seats, I would be, this is the only place where I'd be able to sell tickets in the back for more than in the front. That, that seems like the most valuable seats in the church are the very back rows. But, but, but I didn't, you know, I don't know if you give, if you don't give, right? I, I'm not, you know, trying to find the biggest guys to stand in the back of the church and kind of pat you down as you leave. I mean, these guys aren't going to shake you down, right? There, there's none of that. But I'm just saying, if, if, if you're grateful to the Lord for what he's done, in your life, if you, if you believe in what we do here as a church, as a ministry, and if you believe that God wants to bless you and multiply your, your giving, then I just want to give you that opportunity this morning. So I'm going to pray and the ushers are going to go around, take the offering. If you'd rather give electronically, there's ways that you can do that. You can text the word give uh, to the number that's up on the screen, 724-384-7551. You'll get a link. You just click through. After you set up one time, you're kind of good to go. Fornewhope.org, our website, there's a donate tab. You can click that and, you know, these guys are going to come around. So, Lord, I thank you for, um, I thank you for your love. I thank you that while we were still sinners, that you died for us, that, that you cared enough about us. The ultimate missionary who stepped down from heaven and, and, and came amongst us and dwelled amongst sinful men in a fallen world lord so lord i just pray that that as we give lord we would do that in that heart in a heart of love not not out of legalism not grudgingly uh, not because you know you feel bad and and you know and the the pastor made you feel bad like just giving out of a pure heart and just saying i, I just everything i have is yours lord and i'm just going to take a portion of it and i'm going to give it back lord and i pray that you would multiply the giving lord that 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 we would not be short in any ministry that that anything that 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 you called us to do that the provision would be there that we would not be held back on any project for the sake of money that we would just move forward and build the kingdom in jesus name amen amen thank you guys and as the ushers make their way around uh, Chris is going to come up and share a little bit. Oh, Sherry's got the mic. I'm sorry. You might have to just turn it on. 
Uh, I don't know if, if you are all aware that we are going to be having a Ladies' Tea of Hope at Concord Presbyterian Church. Um, that is on Conway Walrus Road in Baden, and that will be February 4th at 2 p.m. This is to benefit um, Hope's Haven, and we're partnering with Concord Church. And um, <clears throat> Darlene asked me to make the announcement because th this is um, linked to my family. <clears throat> this was my dad's church. He just knew that God wanted him to go to church. He hadn't gone to church in probably like 30 years, you know. And he just started driving around, and God led him into the parking lot. <clears throat> and it was always on his heart to help women um, who were pregnant and didn't really have much means and didn't have a place to go. And he wanted to hold a baby shower there for, for pregnant women to come and feel loved. And so we're partnering with Concord Church to extend that vision to us. And um, right now, we're actually putting together shower caddies for all the women who end up coming to Hope's Haven, so they'll have everything that they need. Um, Darlene will be in the back of the church as you're leaving. We have some items that still need to be purchased, but what we there aren't very many left that need to be purchased. But what we really want to do is to have people come and have fellowship as we connect these two churches together. They would like to be a part of our ministry and ongoing partner with us. So in the future, we probably will have that baby shower that my dad envisioned. And um, I would love for all of you to come. Um, Pastor Jamie is leading it, and she's an absolutely amazing woman. And she just loves us and loves what we're doing. And we would love to see all of you there. And maybe you can't get there and you need a ride, so maybe we could like find out and link up and some of us can just drive together. So again, it is um, February 4th at 2 p.m. So that is a Sunday. So we can just plan to go after church. So I hope to see you all there. Great Thank job, you. Chris. Doesn't she's got like a good like announcer voice? Like I think, like I feel like she should be like on the news or something, like the newscaster. Hey, if you have your Bibles with you, John chapter 16, we're going to jump into today. I'm so glad to be back with you. There's truly no place like home. I, I did uh, attend a, another church, and, and it was a great church. It was wonderful, but, you know, it's just this place feels alive. You know, this place feels alive. So I'm so, so thankful for, so thankful for everyone in this church. John 16, 12. I'm going to be reading from uh, the Passion Translation. Um, if you don't like the Passion Translation, I don't know what to tell you. Um, John 16, 12. If you're there, say amen. This is Jesus, and he's speaking to his disciples. Uh, he's preparing them for uh, what he's going to endure, his crucifixion. This is from something we call the Upper Room Discourse. Uh, John 16, 12, Jesus says this, he said, there is so much more I would like to say to you, but it's more than you can grasp at this moment. But when the truth-giving spirit comes, he will unveil the reality of every truth within you. He won't speak on his own, but only what he hears from the Father, he will reveal prophetically to you what is to come. 
Lord, I just thank you for this church. I thank you for this day. I thank you for everyone who is uh, here today. Lord, I thank you even for, for healings uh, right now. Lord, I thank you for uh, your, your power. And Lord, I pray that the word would go forth and, and it, would, it would do exactly what it's called to do. Lord, I pray that we would be even more in touch with your spirit after today. Lord, I pray that we would be a, a spirit-filled, spirit-led people. And I ask it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Did you know that if you're a Christian, if, if you're saved, if you're born again, do we have anybody who's saved and born again and love Jesus? Anybody in here? Amen. Well, well, did you know that if that's the case, that God has given you an advantage that can help you in every area of your life. That's what I want to talk to you about this morning. I want to talk to you about the advantage. So last week I, I was gone and I hope you guys enjoyed uh, Chaplain Dave and um, you know I've gotten some good reports. People really said that that he had a good message. I got to kind of sneak on the live um, you know here and there and and I had a lot of people that, you know, had messaged me and they said, you know, I hope you enjoyed your vacation. And so while I really, I, I did really, I went to a really beautiful area. If you've never been to Orange Beach, Alabama, it's, it's fabulous. I mean, it's a really, really nice area. But I, I went down there to support um, one of our partners ministry, a, a ministry that's really near and dear to my heart. And... Um, it's Children's Rescue Initiative. And many of you have been here when, when Bruce was here, who's the founder of Children's Rescue Initiative. Uh, some of you have, have read uh, his book, Out of the Slave Fields. And, and he has just a, a, an amazing um, ministry. And, and recently they combined with another incredible ministry called Adaptive Ops. And Children's Rescue Initiative did a lot of stuff overseas they did a lot of rescue overseas and and adaptive ops does a lot more um stateside so as they come together you're kind of combining the the international with with the, the the state side and so it's it's a real force when it comes to combating human trafficking and, and human slavery and and one of the things that adaptive ops does is they they find cases and people will refer them to missing person cases and so you know there's a lot of missing people out there and what happens is if somebody goes missing you know a detective gets assigned that case and they work on it for a few days but they you know they can't spend months on it they have a lot of other cases they need to to work on so a lot of times the trail goes cold and the person who's missing is kind of forgotten about and that's where adaptive ops comes in if they have a situation where they feel that it's um, you know uh, the person may have been been trafficked um, they'll come in and they'll they'll show up and they'll they'll travel all around the country uh, to find the person um, a lot of times um, we actually got our, uh, I see a lot of our youth is, is in service today, and uh, a lot of people are trafficked through the internet. A lot of teenagers reach out, and, and they connect with 
with different people and the next thing you know they're they're taken to a whole nother city they're strung out on drugs and they're just they're basically trapped and they can't get out of it unless somebody goes and kind of disrupts the situation they're in and but where do you start so if you have like a missing person like where where do you even start like how do you even like if a person's been missing two years and the police have dropped everything like how do you even go about that and you know they were sharing a lot about the the processes they do and there was a lot of very professional really high speed people and they were talking about how you know you you do surveillance and you develop you know contacts and and sources and you know even uh, intelligence gathering how that works when it comes to to human trafficking and finding you know missing people but 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 this man who stood up there who has physically gone and rescued many many girls and, and arrested lots of human traffickers he said there's the number one tool that I have when it comes to rescuing girls who are lost who have been trafficked is the leading and the guiding of the Holy Spirit he said that is is my number one thing he said when he was when he was out and about when he pursued every lead when he talked to everybody that he could talk to and and he couldn't find anybody else and he he ran into a dead end and and didn't know what to do he would give a call back to his wife and and, and say I, I need you guys to pray and I'm gonna pray and then inside he would just start to hear the a still small voice go down to that that gas station that you grabbed lunch at today just go and go and sit there for a while or 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 go down to that park I know that you were there and nothing was going on but but go back and and sit at that park and 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 almost every time there she was or there he was and the person was was rescued and pulled out of that and brought to a safe place and he, he told a story about he called it the snapchat miracle so if you guys you know a lot of you know social media some of you guys aren't but but snapchat snapchat is the ultimate way that somebody can go on and be shady amen all right i see i see some nods from the a lot of ones are like i don't know what you're talking about like, you know, i don't do anything shady but snapchat the reason why you can go on snapchat and be shady is because when i send a message it disappears and, and you can't you can't get it back even you know a lot of professional tech people like that message is gone so the person reads a message right it's like disappearing ink it's it's gone and they had a situation where they were looking for a girl and they were all the way down in texas and they were able to track the boyfriend and, and they were able they found him and they 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 kind of had him cornered now these aren't police these are this is private people so they they had this guy there and like you can't just as a private person you can't just hold somebody there for a really long time right then you get into like kidnapping right and so you know so so they found the they, they found the, the the boyfriend the trafficker and and they began you know talking to him and they had her phone the parents gave gave them the the phone so they could kind of make these connections and 
you know, they're going through social media and of course Snapchat's there and there's nothing on there. And so they're, they're talking to the boyfriend and he's just lying and lying and lying. And it's like, you know, they know like, okay, the, the girl's got to be here. Like he knows where this girl is. Like we know that he knows where this girl is, but he's lying and lying and lying. But it's getting to the point where they're kind of holding, holding him a little bit too long. And they're worried about, you know, police coming and them getting arrested. And the one lady that was working the case with him, she said, you know, I just, I'm going to go back to the car and I'm going to pray. And she went back to the car and she started praying. She said that the Holy Spirit spoke to her and said, pick up that phone one more time. And they picked up the phone and all of a sudden, every single message from Snapchat appeared. The whole history appeared and they had all the information so they immediately called the police because everything was there the girl was literally in a trailer like two blocks away the whole time but they picked up she said she picked up the phone one more time and all the messages were there and they confronted the person like hey did you say this well I just want to show you like we have the messages now here they are and they and they found the girl it was from the leading and the operation of the, the, the Holy Spirit. See, but before Jesus died, he told his disciples that it would be to their advantage if he left. Because when he left, he would send another who was not him, but who was just like him. And he said he would send the Holy Spirit who would lead and guide them into all truth and even show them things to come. And this is very important in life because you're going to find yourself in situations in life that you're not going to be able to figure out what to do naturally. And sometimes we come to dead ends. And it's not just, you know, dead ends and, you know, trying to look for trafficking victims. You can reach a dead end in your marriage. You don't know what to say. You don't know what to do. You can reach a dead end in your career. You can be in a place where, you know, you just, you're, you're in a job that you don't like. You don't know where to go. You kind of, you have a boss that doesn't like you. You can reach a dead end with your kids. You've said everything you could say and it just doesn't seem like anything's going on. You might even find yourself in a dangerous situation. But deep down on the inside, right here, there's something that, that just begins to speak to you and says, you know, just, just, just try one more time and say these words or, or, or tells you to go and, go and apply here or, or, or start a, a new business or when you're driving tells you to go right when you would normally go left or speaks to you and says, you better not get on that plane or, or speaks to you and says, that person is not a good person, you better stay away from them. It's, it's the advantage. It's the helper. It's the Holy Ghost speaking, leading, guiding you into all truth. And, this, and I'm talking about something that's, that, that's far beyond your intellect, far beyond your, your natural senses. Uh, senses. It's, it's the advantage. Somebody shout out, I have the advantage. And, and I would argue... I would argue that without the ability to hear and obey the voice of the Holy Spirit, it's going to be almost impossible for you to succeed in life. 
Because life is too complicated. It's, it's, it's too hard. You can't figure everything out in every situation. There, there's too much in life to deal with. But praise Jesus that all of us who are saved, that he did not leave us orphans. He, he sent the Spirit of God, the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead, to live inside of us. Praise God that we have the advantage. And it's not weird. I'm not talking about some far out freaky thing. Like people throughout all the ages, they would talk about having a sixth sense. Right? We, we have five senses. We have our, our, our touch, smell, taste, hearing, seeing. Right? Those are our five senses. Something beyond that. They would say it, it's kind of like a like a sixth sense. Some people will say, well, I just, I kind of had a bad feeling. I kind of had a, had a feeling about something, right? The ancients would say that you need to trust your gut. Some of us got more to trust than others. Amen. Trust your gut. Some of us got the six pack. Some of us got the party ball. Some of us got the whole keg. Amen. But you think about it, trust your gut. Jesus said, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. It's, it's on the inside. That's why when we, uh, when, when people, we lead people through the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and we try to lead them in, in praying with the Spirit, we'll say that, that you got to speak with words, not from up here, but from in here, from down in here, the Holy Ghost is on the inside. That's why people say to, to, to trust your gut. Because there's something that's down here, the Spirit of God, speaking and leading and guiding you in, into all truth. And this is why I was, um, that's why we were pushing everybody to, to go out and fast for these 21 days. By the way, this is your last day. If you fasted the whole 21 days, great job. Great job. You did really good. If you only made it a little bit, you made it a couple days, you know, at least you learned and, and you got a new tool in your toolbox. And this is going to be part of your regular spiritual disciplines. But, but, but I wanted you to fast because I wanted you to learn to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. And one of the things with, with fasting is that you learn to shut down kind of the desires of the flesh because your, your, your belly is, is kind of the, those hunger. You learn to shut that down and, and, and you learn to get deeper in the word and pray more and, and you learn to hear that voice um, of the Holy Spirit because it's, it's being able to hear and obey that voice that is going to give you the advantage in life. I want to go to, to the book of Romans 8.14 and, and I want us to look at this principle from uh, another, another direction. We're going to be at Romans 8.14. Once again, I will be uh, reading from the Passion Translation, Romans 8.14. The Word of God says, the mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of 
the Holy Spirit. I, I like the way that, that that puts it. I mean, the New King James says that those who are led by the Spirit of God are, are sons of God. Before that, it says that if you don't have the Spirit in you, you're not His. So all of us that are saved, we have the, the Holy Spirit in us. And it says the mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. Now, when, when, we're, when we first get saved, well, let me, let me backtrack. When, when you're born, right, you're, you're, you're born a baby, right? You're, you're not born a toddler. You're not born a, a teenager. You're not born an adult. You, you come out as a baby. And when you're born again, you're, you're born again spiritually. It's kind of like you're a spiritual baby and, and you've got to grow in the faith. And, and, and the goal is for you to not stay a baby, but to become a, a, a mature child of God. And it says that one of the ways that we gauge our maturity is that we are led by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. What's an impulse? Right? The, the definition of an impulse is a sudden, strong and unreflective urge or desire to act we're, we're taught to not be impulsive don't be don't be impulsive right it's a it, it's a it's a sudden strong and reflective urge or desire to act so when it comes to following the spirit we want to be impulsive when it talks about unreflective it, it's the it, it's in the sense that we learn to hear the voice of the Spirit, and we learn to hear and obey without processing it through our region, reason and logic. This is the voice of the Spirit. This isn't your, your, your intellect. This is the Spirit of God speaking to you. And, and you learn to quickly hear the voice of the Spirit and quickly do what the Spirit says. And if you do that, you'll have good success and it says that that is how we can tell or one of the ways that we can tell that you are a, a mature child of God. You know, when the reason that people train like self-defense and, and martial arts and the, and the reason that they have to train it so quickly is because, you know, if you sit there and you process like what you got to do in your mind, like you're dead. Like it, it has to be, it has to be a reaction. It has to just happen. Like you can't think about it. It just, it just has to happen. Like if somebody's coming after, coming at me with a knife, you can't be like, oh, well, guy's walking at me with a knife. If he hits me, he may cut me and I may, and I may bleed and I'm going to bleed to death. Guess what? You're already dead, right? So somebody comes at you with a knife, boom, you got to block it, hit them in the face, run away, do whatever you got to do, hit whatever you got to hit to get out and get away from there. It has to be a reaction. It has to happen really quickly. And that's the thing. The Spirit of God speaks, and, and, and what happens is the Spirit of God speaks, but we process it through our mind, and we talk ourselves out of what the Spirit says to us. And we end up just, because that's not the way the world does it. That really doesn't make sense in our own mind. But, but, but the Spirit is leading and guiding us into all truth, trying to take us into an abundant life, trying to help us, trying to save us, trying to prosper us. But as long as we are 
taking it through the portals of our minds and then reasoning, well, I don't know if that really makes sense. I mean, I know, Lord, you told me to quit my job and step into the ministry, but I have a good government job and I have a 401k and I have sick time and I have leave and if I do that, I'm not... The Lord says, just go. And you've got to learn to be obedient to that. Let's, let's go on to, to verse 15. It says, you did not receive the spirit of religious duty, leading you back into the fear of never being good enough. But you have received the spirit of full acceptance. If you have another translation, it probably says a spirit of uh, adoption. You've been adopted. You've been brought into the family with a, with a full acceptance. It says, enfolding you into the family of God. You will never feel orphaned, for he rises up within us. Our spirits join him in saying the words of tender affection, beloved father. For the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us as he whispers into our innermost being, you are God's beloved child. How many people are fathers in here? Raise your hands. Do you want your children to have good things? in their life do you do you want do you want them to be safe do you want them to know everything that you know do you want them to to know ahead of a time you don't want them to to make mistakes or get hurt or run into places where are dangerous places right we want all that can we say amen dad's in here okay so if i can wrap my mind around that I'm loved with the same love that the Father loved the Son, which is what the Bible says. That, 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 that God loves me, that I'm fully accepted because of what Christ did. That God has good plans for me, that I can trust Him. Then from that place of knowing the Father, then I know that I can trust his voice. I know that I can trust his voice. More than any other voice that I hear, I know I can trust his voice because he loves me. Because I am a child. I'm in the family. You and I, if, you, if you've given your life to Jesus, you've been brought into a royal family. The Bible says you have become a royal priesthood. A peculiar people you're in the family with a father who loves you with a father who's there's no darkness in him it's nothing but light inside of him a God that loves you I, I love how it says that, that, that you did not receive a spirit of religious duty that's leading you back into the fear of never being good enough because if I, don't, if I don't understand what my relationship is with the Father because of Jesus' sacrifice, that the blood of Jesus cleanses me from all sins, that he who started a work in me is going to take it to completion, that's why he can declare you righteous. Because he's not outside of time. He already sees the end from the beginning, so he already sees you as a completed work. And so he's brought you into a place of 
a, a full acceptance. And, and if I know that, that he loves me and that I can trust him, then I don't have a problem with hearing that voice and obeying, even if it goes against natural senses and natural reason. And, and when it comes to hearing the voice of the Spirit, like we need to be tuned in to the frequency. We live in a very loud world. And sometimes you got to disconnect, you got to put the phone down, you got to take the earbuds out, you got to shut off the TV. Like, like we need to quiet down and, and, because God is speaking. It's just we're not tuned in to, to the frequency. When, when, when God met with Elijah, it said that he spoke to him in a still small voice. Right? We, we, and it says there was earthquake, there was thunder, there was lightning, there was fire. There was all these things, all these loud things that we picture that if God spoke to us that, that, that it was going to be, it would be really loud. But it says no, he spoke to him in a still small voice. So we have to tune into that voice. And how do we know if we're tuning in to God's voice? Well, obviously we know that the Holy Spirit will not speak anything that's contrary to Scripture. If you're, if, you're, if you're pondering a thought and you don't know if you should do it or not and it's contrary to what the Bible says, it's another spirit that's speaking it to you. It's not the Holy Spirit. So we know that. We know that, that, that the Holy Spirit's not going to speak anything contrary to, to Scripture. And we know that the Bible says that by the mouth of two or three witnesses, it's confirmed. So we... So when we have a window for like a major life decision, you know, we, we can compare it with scripture and we can get with people that we love and that we care about that, that know Jesus and we can basically talk to them and, and say, hey, you know, I really feel like God's dealing with me to do this major thing and what do you think about it and, you know, and they'll, they'll confirm it or they'll either say, nah, you know what, you might be a little out to lunch, you might need to might need to pray about that and here's the thing we have to listen when we trust people but what about when we don't have people around what if we're just by ourselves what if it's something that that, that scripture is silent on you know I know that that many people will you know say well you know the Bible has every answer to life and in a way it does but it but, you know, there's things. It doesn't tell you, you know, where to live. It doesn't tell you who to date, right? It says don't be unequally yoked with unbelievers. So we know that. If I'm a Christian and I'm dating somebody who's not a Christian, uh-uh, won't work, right? We don't believe in missionary dating at this church. We believe in missionaries, but not missionary dating. Well, I'm just going to date a bunch of Christians and I'm going to convert them. No, you're not. You probably won't. So it says, don't be, don't be unequally, don't be unequally yoked. It says, uh, so, so where to live? What city should I live in? What, 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 what apartment should I live in? Who should I date? What, what church should I attend? What job should I work? What is the, the purpose that I have? How do I be able to confirm the voice of God? And I'm going to give you the, the number one way. There's other ways, but I'm going to give you the the best way to confirm the voice of God. Can I have five more minutes? Hey, raise your hand if I can have five more minutes. 
5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45. All right, we'll be here for a minute. I got five minutes off every, I didn't ask, it's not collective. It's like, if you give me five minutes, I'm taking five from everybody. Got you. All right. Here, here's, how, here's, how you, here's how you find it, if it's the Spirit's voice. Do I have peace? Do I have peace? Do I have peace about the decision that I'm about to make? Do I have peace about the trip that I'm going to take? Do I have peace about the outreach that, that I'm planning to do? And if I don't have peace, then God is probably not in it. And, and when I have peace, then I'm able to rest. I, I'm not anxious. If, I, if I'm making a decision or I have something coming up and I, and I can't sleep and I'm anxious about it, it's not peace. If my attitude is bad while I'm doing it, can you believe they asked me, to, I don't want to take, I got to take them to the store, I got to run them back, I got to wait outside the whole time. But I'm doing it because I'm a good Christian. not you don't have peace about it don't do it God's not in it you know even if it comes to helping somebody if you don't have peace about it like God is not in it if, if it's not peace then I don't feel settled I feel unsettled you guys ever feel unsettled I, I don't I can't describe it but I know when I'm unsettled right that that that's not peace but if I have peace I feel settled and I have joy I can be doing something that, that, that's seemingly miserable, but there's a joy because God's in it. And he called me to do it. Right? That's peace. Colossians 3.15, it says, let the peace of God dwell in your heart. In the book of Romans, it says, to be carnally minded is death, but to follow the spirit is life and peace. In another place, it says, the kingdom of God is not drinking and eating, but righteousness joy and peace so if god is in it and that's who the spirit is it's not an it it's a he the holy spirit is god he's a person that's why he can speak to us that's why you can grieve the holy spirit that's why you can lie to the holy spirit it's a he it's not it's not an it but but if, if the holy spirit speaks to you then peace will be in it and listen as a pastor i get Offered to go on all kind of different missions trips to different places. I want you to come to Honduras with me. I, I want you to come to this place with me. I want you to come to Liberia with me. You know, but the way I filter what I'm supposed to do and what I'm not supposed to do is do I have peace about it? If I, if I don't have peace in my heart about something, then... I don't want to go there because God's probably not in it and I don't feel like I'm going to be protected and do the things that God called me to do. It might be a good thing. It doesn't mean it's a God thing. And if I don't have peace about it, I'm not going to step into a place where I don't have peace. And that doesn't mean that it's necessarily a, a safe place. It could be a dangerous place, but it could be a dangerous place that I'm called to do and do a dangerous thing but I know that I still have peace about it because I know that God is in it and I know that wherever I go, no matter how 
dangerous it looks or seems that God is with me and he will protect me and he will provide me and he will lead the mission. You got to be in the will of God. You got to hear his voice. You got to trust that inner voice. Learn to trust the inner voice of the spirit. Listen to me. Learn to trust the voice of the spirit. A lot of you guys do stuff and the spirit said don't do it. The spirit said don't work, don't work at that place. The spirit said don't talk to that person. The spirit says don't go to that place anymore. Well, it's okay. I'll just go there. It's cool. No. The spirit, it's the advantage. Take note when you don't have peace. Take note when you don't have peace about someone, something, a person, place, a thing. If you don't have peace, then there's another spirit in it, and it's not the Holy Spirit. But the more that you learn to trust that voice, the more successful, now I'm talking about success in the kingdom. I'm not talking about the world's success. People can be successful in the world and it doesn't matter anything in the kingdom of God. But the more that you learn to follow and trust that voice, you'll be more successful in the kingdom. And honestly, nothing else matters. Because one day you're going to stand before God and give an account for everything that you've done. And did you do it for the kingdom of God? If so, blessed are the dead in Christ because their works follow them. If not, we've been busy doing a whole bunch of stuff that really doesn't matter. And in the future, this is a church that is going to be led by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. Amen? And I'm sorry if it doesn't always fit in a nice, neat little box. But Jesus said, the Spirit of God is like the wind. You don't know where it's coming from. You don't know where it's going. But you can see the effects of it. And sometimes the wind blows light and quick. And sometimes the wind blows shingles off the roof and knocks down power lines and everything else. And it, it just looks like real messy. But it's the wind. And we want to move with the wind. We want to follow the Holy Ghost in everything that we do. And as we follow the Holy Ghost then guess what? Things will just keep increasing. Things will just keep getting greater. And we will have the best year that we ever had. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? Amen. Praise be to God. Worship team, if you want to begin to make your way up before we close today, I just want to make sure that everybody here has an opportunity to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I just want to give you that opportunity. He doesn't make you. Jesus stepped down from heaven, became a man, lived a life without sin, offered his life as a sacrifice, dying for our sins in our place because all of us have sin. All of us have broken God's laws. But Jesus said, I'm going to die. I love you this much. 
I'm going to die and I'm going to take that sin because I would rather die than be without you. But it's up to you. It's up to you to accept the gift. The provision has to be made. But I have to say, yes, Lord, I'm in. I'm in. And this isn't something that I get into just to, nobody wants to go to hell. Nobody does. Everybody wants to go to heaven. This isn't something that I say, you know what, I, I'm, I'm, I'm giving my life to the Lord, that way I don't have to go to hell, and then I'm just going to get on with my life. No, I give my life to the Lord, and I follow Him for all of my days. I lay down every, I, not only do I lay down my sin and shame, I lay down my life. Because you know what? There's a better life that I'm picked up, that I'm picking up. It's called the resurrected life. I, I lay it down and I live new life in Christ. And it's the greatest life that you'll ever live. If that's you today, every head bowed and every eye closed. If you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, you've never... You never prayed the salvation prayer. You don't have a moment where you say, yeah, I, I'm already saved. I just want you to stick a hand up and say, today, I want to make Jesus the Lord of my life. Is anybody here? Anyone? Just before we close. Amen. God sees your hand. He knows your heart. Anybody else? Anybody else? I just need you to... Take a step today, and, and if you raise your hand, I just need you to get up from where you're seated and come down. Walk right down in the aisle. Don't get right. We're moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. Come right down the aisle. Clap while he's coming down. Clap while he's coming down. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. All right, we're going to pray together, okay? So we're going to pray something called the sinner's prayer. And... Uh, if you're praying it in faith, it has all the power to just totally change your life, okay? So just grab my hand. All right, I'll grab your hand. We'll, we'll figure something out, all right? Just repeat after me. Just say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus I, come to you. I come to you. Sorry for the way I've lived. Sorry for the, way I've lived. the things I've done. The things I've done. I'm a sinner, I'm a sinner but you're my Savior. But you're my Savior. And, I believe and I believe that you died, that you died in my place, my place for my sin. Send the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit to, live within me to live within me and change me. And, change me. and I will follow you, I will follow you for, all of my days. for all of my days. And today, and today I, confess I confess that I'm saved, that I'm, saved, that I'm, forgiven, that I'm forgiven, that I'm born again. I'm born again. In, Jesus name. In Jesus' name. Congratulations, my friend. Welcome to the family of God. Love you so much. Thank you for being strong and being brave. God has amazing things for you. Go ahead. I, people are already coming to greet you. See, I, don't, I already don't got to tell them. Worship team, can we sing something? Can we celebrate? Can we celebrate? Can we celebrate? Come on, let's stand to our feet. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we are victorious in Christ. That we are more than conquerors in Christ. That we have the advantage that God is for us. And if God is for us, who can be against us? Come on. Somebody give me a shout. Thank you, Lord. Come on. Thank you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We give glory to your holy name. We thank you for saving us. We thank you for miracles, signs, and wonders. Lord, we thank you that our greatest days are ahead.
Thank you for increase, provision. Thank you for loving us.
the drug dealer, not the drug user, not the people pleaser, not the husband that don't want to do nothing in the household, not the wife that's doing stuff to her, to her husband, not the child that's acting up in school, but the child that God has called me to be. Because you take what the enemy meant for evil. Let's sing that. You take what the enemy meant for evil, and you turn it for good. And you turn it for good. You take what the enemy meant for evil and turn it around. You take what the enemy meant for evil, and you turn it for good. Yes, you turn it. Yes, you turn it for good.
our hands up to the glory realm. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. Until we meet again, may the blessing and the favor of our Lord Jesus Christ rest upon you and your house. This service is dismissed. Before you leave, give somebody a big hug. Say, I'm so thankful that we're in the family of God together. I'm so thankful for the blood. I'm so thankful that 2023.